Hello, citizens of Floodlandia. Welcome back to Floodlandia, the podcast where I describe pictures of flooded land to you. On this episode, I have my good friends, hometown heroes, Mike Cerullo and Zach Santoro on here. You know, we all had chemistry class together in 10th grade, and ever since then, the rest is history. But we also had history class together, too. Mike is studying to be a news anchor and really doing a ton with media and communications. He, he goes to Emerson College, and Zach goes to Roger Williams. He's studying uh, criminal justice with a few minors thrown in there, too. So both very busy guys, but they took the time to, to do the interview with me, and I really appreciated it, and I think you'll enjoy it, too. Hey guys, welcome to Floodlandia. On this episode, I've got the handsomest cross-country runners to ever come from Central Woburn, and my dear friends, uh, Mike Cerullo and Zach Santoro. How are we doing today, guys? How's it going, Jack? It's doing, or I'm going fantastic today. <laughs> you know, early start. I've never done an episode this early in the day, but kind of like it, like 9.30. It's pretty solid. You guys make sure to get your coffee beforehand. Yes, I have my smoothie working right now. Dude, there we go. <laughs> dude, See, I, I don't even do coffee water is kind of my coffee just stay hydrated dude absolutely that's that's what matters I don't really drink coffee either but lately I've started just eating straight coffee beans and that's honestly not as bad as it sounds like it's a pretty solid way to do it I don't think I know anyone else who eats straight coffee beans but yeah, if it works yeah, it might dude. be worth trying yeah it's like I don't want to get like the plastic cup and stuff or even carrying around like a reusable cup that's kind of a force so Dude, you don't need a cup when it's just coffee beans. So, yeah, but save God, the environment. Dude, absolutely. You know, I think I'm gonna start a movement. Just coffee beans all the time. <laughs> but Forget plastic straws. Get rid of the cups. Dude, exactly. Yeah, thinking two in the box of this. You need to be so far outside the box. There isn't even a box anymore. Just like a speck Not in the distance. <laughs> dude, for <laughs> sure. But so, how are you guys doing? This is both of your last semesters of college, right? So, dude, that's something crazy. Yeah, um, I'm graduating December. I have to take a winter class, uh, and then I graduate undergrad, and then I have a year of uh, grad school. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you. So you still got another year. So I still got another year after this one. <laughs> you still doing it uh, at the same school? You're at uh, Roger Williams, right? Yep, yep. At Roger Williams, I'm doing a four plus one program. Except I'm graduating this semester early, so it's a little bit, a little okay. bit time. Dude, that's time. awesome. Zach's studying to be a fed, basically, too, just for all the listeners out there. So <laughs> if there's any true. drug bust, it's probably him. <laughs> and Mike's going to be the world's best news anchor. So you excited to graduate, too, Mike? Yeah, I'm excited to graduate. I mean, finishing in December, writing some of those last papers right now. Um, so that's been fun. Oh, geez. Uh, then applying pretty much all over the country, because who knows? So... Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like stuff like that, it's it's kind of, there's news anchors everywhere, but there's always, I feel like, just like a handful in everywhere. So definitely got to be kind of wild to find stuff like that. So yeah. um, dude, how is it like, I feel like doing news and stuff is way more like professional than like podcasts. Like the way I see it, I feel like news anchors probably like scoff on podcasts because we barely have structure in comparison, so I don't take any offense to that. <laughs> so they actually started teaching us, um, they want all of us news journalism majors 
Um, and, and this is at most schools now. They want you to be more multimedia based. So they want you to learn how to write. They want you to learn how to take photos and take videos and report on air. Uh, they want you to learn how to do podcasts. Um, oh, I've wow. had to make audio stories, uh, mini podcasts. And I know other students have had to make like actual podcasts for their classes, uh, even if they want to just write for a newspaper instead. But oh, okay, so. Long story short, you know podcasting better than me probably at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but... <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. This is episode four, so I like to think I'm getting there. But Zach, fun fact, me and Mike were taking uh, videos of, what was it, like geese for a while at Horn Ponds like a couple weeks ago. Dude, that was a wild time. Or was it video? Or it No, was. we were... Uh, no, we had to observe what they were doing every minute for 20 minutes, Zach. So... That, that sounds one of my roommates she's in a um animal behavior class yeah so every i believe it's sunday at 11 o'clock she has to go to we have um uh state park down the street a little bit so she walks to state park and she watches seagulls for an hour oh wow and it's a similar thing she's like right about like their movements like what they do for class and stuff and her professor like he said something last week and he's like you really have to like pay more attention to the activities of the seagulls and she's like i I got nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm also in an animal behavior class right now. And that, that's why we were at the pond watching like literal waterfowl. Like um, my first assignment, we had to watch, like pick an animal and watch it. So here I am in the middle of Boston, like 10 minutes before class. Uh, I'm just walking and like, there's a spot by the Boylston tea stop where there's like hundreds of pigeons, literally hundreds. There's just a big group of them they swarm people it's bad like if you walk down there like and you're not aware of the pigeons you're going to get dive bombed and they're going to attack you um but on the note of seagulls i'm watching these pigeons and i'm watching this one specific pigeon to like present on in class and this seagull comes down out of nowhere and out of all the pigeons it grabs this pigeon and like they start like fighting it was crazy it looked like <laughs> the seagull was trying to eat it i was like oh, <laughs> wait so did it end up eating it or did I feel like the pigeon wouldn't win that fight. So I'm kind of surprised. So the pigeon definitely doesn't win the fight. You're right on that. <laughs> um, the pigeon looked very hurt at the end of it, but what ended up happening, pigeons stick together um, because there's literally hundreds of them. They all kind of like took a minute to watch this like happening. And then the rest like swarmed in on the seagull um, wow. and they there just chased it away. It was crazy. <laughs> Dude, this is a good lesson in like teamwork and family and friendship. I think like you should have wrote all that in your paper. But also Just watch pigeons. Yeah. Like pigeons. <laughs> yeah. I also love that it took a minute. Like the pigeons were just kind of watching. It's like, I feel like they probably have pretty slow reaction times in general. So kind of makes sense. I like to think they're almost just observing for a second. Like, oh, that's something new. Then they're like, oh yeah, we should probably do something. So I think it's something to do with their eyes. Cause their eyes, like they point out, I don't know, like exactly what that means, but they have to like turn their heads to see things correctly and then turn back. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> dude, being a pigeon does not sound like a solid time at all. So, dude, I'm, I kind of wish I was in that class, but I kind of am also happy I'm not. Zach, what's the craziest class you've had to take so far? I don't or know. Most interesting if there hasn't been like a really crazy one. I don't know. I would have to say, oh, I had to take a forensics class or forensic science oh, wow, class yeah. last semester. 
where we looked into, so our professor was a forensic scientist and he specialized in drugs. So drug identification. And yeah. so he like showed us and he taught us like the different steps and stuff. And we talked about like dead bodies and stuff. And we got to one lesson where he was talking about autopsies and right. he goes, he's like explaining it to us. Some of us are getting it. Some of us are not. He's using like super technical terms. Yeah. And he gets to a point, he finds, you know what? I'm just going to show you a video. And we were oh, like, geez. okay. So we thought it was like an instructional video, like telling us kind of like what he's telling us in layman's terms. Yeah. And he turns on this video and it's an actual video of an actual autopsy with actual audio. And so I'm sitting there with my friend and we're watching the whole video and both of us are like, oh, oh. Oh, jeez. They yeah. did, ooh, that's gross. Oh, jeez. Also, was this a professional video or was this like a cell phone video? No, it was a professional video. Okay. It was one, it was a doctor, a medical examiner. And he was like, you know what? Um, I think medical examining is boring and I want to share it with everybody else. <laughs> so made a bunch of videos, like educational videos about autopsies and stuff. Dude, there we go. Probably made his job <laughs> a little more exciting having a video <laughs> a camera <bit>. there. <laughs> Now I took a, a documentary production class um, a year ago oh, and yeah. we had a transfer student in the class and she was really interested in like Boston and it's paranormal like scene. Cause Boston has a pretty big like paranormal activity scene with like a lot of haunted um, areas and haunted buildings and stuff. Right, um, yeah. So she wanted to make her documentary on this stuff of uh, hauntings, scary things in Boston. Uh, what she ended up choosing for her topic was with all of these like potentially haunted places in Boston, like legitimately haunted places. She had never been to Boston before this semester. So she decided that her, she decided on her own that the the T, the green line, I don't know if you've been on the green line. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those screeches were just like, you know how it makes those screeches? Yeah. She decided on her own that those were ghost screeches and that is what she made a seven minute documentary on and let me tell you that was really entertaining but there was just there was nothing to it really like it, it was i like i don't know yeah well, mostly coming from boston right we're all from boston the boston area yeah we know what the screeches are yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. like it's it's an everyday sound like you hear the, like the green line screeches specifically like mm -hmm. if you can like i can hear it in my head right now like oh <laughs> my brother's texting me saying i'm being too loud <laughs> okay Th that's okay you know I've, I've got the audio mixer here so i can bump you up a little bit if you gotta slightly whisper mike it's okay <laughs> text okay. matt telling him i say hi <laughs> i'll let him know so, dude sounds good yeah you know i i guess that kind of makes sense that people in the rest of the country probably just think of like boston as like old and haunted because it's been here longer than literally like everything else in the country but um yeah you know dude for a while it's like yo dude being a ghost hunter would be wild then i started thinking i was like dude five seconds into that i'd be like okay peace out never mind but also have you guys noticed that i feel like these travel channels they're literally just like ghost hunting channels like i don't think they really have other content like, I saw an ad the other day. Dude, this is the wildest thing. I'm not surprised they jumped on this bandwagon. But uh, there's some special on one of those channels. Ghost hunters are going to visit Joe Exotic's zoo. 
<laughs> so they're like, oh, we're sure people have died here before. Dude, I don't know why they didn't go to Carol Baskin's house. That seems like... like that make to her husband. Sense. Yeah. Dude, exactly. Like, I feel like there's almost no controversy there. Everyone I've talked to is like, yeah, she killed her husband. She's, he's thrown to the lions, cheetahs, tigers, whatever. Tigers, yeah, that's what it is. Dude, it's literally called the Tiger King. But, um... Yeah, did you guys know she was on Dancing with the Stars, too? That was absolutely I wild. Dude, honestly, like, I feel like Joe Exotic in prison is probably so annoyed she's getting so much publicity. But I think Dancing with the Stars was probably the thing that upset him the most. Like, that dude would have loved nothing more to be on a season <laughs> of Dancing with the Stars. So, yeah, Mike, are you going to make a documentary like that someday? Or are you going to be, like, one of these netflix documentaries that just like jumps to number one for like 10 weeks honestly 10 weeks of fame is better than 15 minutes of fame dude exactly <laughs> it's a very I'm much better that. dude exactly so dude, that's pretty solid but zach so i was making the joke about you want to be a fed earlier but is that actually what you're going into or I know you have like three majors, right? So you can do a lot yeah, of stuff. So I'm majoring in criminal justice and I have a double minor in political science and cybersecurity. Oh, okay. Um, and so about a year from now, I should have a master's in criminal justice and still like concentrations in cybersecurity and um, political science. Um, I am looking into the feds. Um, I'm also looking into other federal agencies or other federal law enforcement agencies. Um, anything really i'm at that point right yeah. now we've been doing some job hunting i need a i need a job for next semester and i'm we're looking and i can't find anything right yeah dude i got you it's tough i started looking too definitely hard to find too much stuff i took an intro to homeland security course last semester that dude i think uh the professor did hostage negotiation stuff for like 10 20 years he had some stories dude Apparently, uh, prairie dogs carry the plague. He was doing some training in, like, somewhere in the Midwest or something. And they had to run through this big field. And then he saw prairie dogs. So I think he started playing with the prairie dogs. And uh, then when he got back, I think the other guys saw he had, like, hair on him or whatever. He was like, or they were all like, wait, you weren't you weren't near the prairie dogs, were you? He's like, why? They were like, they carry the plague. He's like, something still carries the plague, dude? <laughs> I thought that ended in, like, 1700 France or whatever. It should have. It really should have. Yeah, but, dude, the prairie dogs are keeping it going. So, dude, next time you're like, ah, oh, prairie dogs really aren't that bad. You're like, dude, plague number two, the sequel is coming up. Stay away from the prairie dogs. So, guys, how wild is it, though, that we're about to graduate college? Four years ago, it was high school. Now, dude... Time has passed, man. Time has really passed. It's so crazy. And four years ago, if you had told me that there was going to be a pandemic, like, who would have guessed? Dude, exactly. Again, that goes back to the plague. Really seemed like it was kind of not really something that happened too much anymore. But yeah, you know. Who's the prairie dogs? Dude, <laughs> exactly. We all thought it was the bats in the soup sack, but it was really the prairie dogs. They're just waiting to take over the world, I think. They've been, yeah, they've been hiding in the prairies for long enough. They're ready to be in the office buildings and industrial parks now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, do you guys still talk to a lot of kids from high school? I feel like at UMass Lowell, there's like a ton of Woburn kids, so I feel like I see them very frequently. But I know you guys' schools, I don't think there's as many, right? Yeah, there's I, there's a few people younger than me that go to Emerson. Um, nobody in our grade. And then even the people younger, I, I don't see too many of them. Uh, but living in Woburn again, I do running around town and walking around town. I see a lot of people. Um that like recognize me or like I'll recognize them and like we'll talk for a couple minutes so but nothing like everyone's busy so right that makes sense dude I'm trying to think who else I've seen from uh like Woburn around I don't know mostly Mike I've seen Mike a lot <laughs> no I get it um I've only seen I think I go to school with like one or two other there's like one other kid in our grade that's it and I rarely see him too. And like, we have such a small campus, but I still never see anybody. I haven't been back to Woburn. I live off campus here. So I've just been here. Right. So I haven't seen anybody. Dude, honestly, <laughs> yeah, haven't been doing too much traveling anyways with all of no. COVID going on, dude. No, definitely not. You know what? Traveling is actually a lot cheaper right now, as long as you're not going internationally. Um, I haven't done any traveling, but I have those professors at my school um i'm thinking of one guy in specific and he has taken covid like a complete vacation he's gone all over the country <laughs> he teaches remotely like he loves it he, he's having the time of his life but he's also able to like teach his classes kind of um yeah. for cheap Dude, that's that's wild that's impressive i know there's one guy i was supposed to have on the podcast last week but then like two days before i texted him He's like, hey, are we still on for Friday? He's like, oh, sorry, dude. I've been traveling around the country and also trying to do schoolwork. So it's been busy. I want to imagine this dude just took a spontaneous trip to like Nevada or something. Just chilling in Las Vegas right now. Just just enjoying the pandemic. Just being the first person on all the slot machines. Like that's the life right there. Sounds like a good time. I mean, Nevada, what I learned about Nevada in the past couple of days is that all of the people in Nevada live in Los Angeles, basically. And then the rest is unexplored territory. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's too much there besides Vegas, basically. I think Reno, too. And like, yeah, it's just a bunch of desert, dude, besides that. Just really. two. It's just two cities. That's it. Yeah. Dude, exactly. <laughs> and it takes 18 days to get there. Ballast counted. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, you know, it might take till the next election cycle, Zach. I think 18 days is being a little too generous. I don't know. I was looking. I think I, I woke up this morning. I was looking at Instagram and I was looking at memes and stuff. Yeah. And it was like the year is 2031. Nevada's only reported 91% of <laughs> the votes from the 2020 election. It was hysterical. <laughs> they just keep coming. Dude, sounds about right. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I've been realizing like, thinking about states like that i've never been to a desert i kind of want to just like go for a second and then as soon as i see a scorpion i'm gonna just peace out but <laughs> it'll be an interesting experience i feel like it'll just seem like a beach where you just can never find the water which seems like a really frustrating beach but like gotta experience life a little bit those depressing deserts, dude. yeah <laughs> bring tons of water bring like a 24 pack i don't know if you can take that on planes but <laughs> Dude, bring... we'll see. I'll bring it and see if they turn me away. <laughs> exactly. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. 
Dude, exactly. That's the way to do it. That's how you get away with everything. Especially with the TSA. They love that. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. It's, I think it's basically their motto. Ask us for forgiveness, not permission. So, dude, that'd be fantastic. I mean, it's crazy around here. There's no deserts that we can just, like, go to. I feel like that would be easier if there was a desert around here. But... Dude, honestly, I feel like we have, like, a lot of kind of different types of weather. Like, summer versus winter in New England is crazy different. So, we see a lot, but still no deserts. So we got we got lots of forests. We got woods land, it, dude. It snowed Friday. And yeah. then it was, like, 70 yesterday. Dude, exactly. So I'm not really sure how that makes any sense. No, you know, I don't think it does. I think logic kind of <laughs> goes out the window in New England weather, dude. <laughs> you know, what I learned from taking a meteorology class is that when it comes to predicting the weather, a computer spits out a lot of numbers and a lot of, like, symbols and stuff. And the people, like, forecasters will look at those numbers and they'll think, nah, I don't really like that. <laughs> And that's that's literally how it works. Dude, that's that's impressive. Mike, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like kind of being like a weatherman or something is the job where you're allowed to be wrong and still keep your job more than any other job. You know, I I completely agree with that. But some people, for some reason, some people just have a knack for it where they're like right a lot more than other people. Because when there's so many options, like there's a hundred numbers the temperature could be every day basically so you have like yeah. basically a one in a hundred shot of getting that exactly right some people are just good at it i i don't know like do they just stand outside and feel the air they're like a storm is coming like basically like a dog dude that's that's impressive i do not have that skill what i would do is i would look at the weather app on my phone and then usually i'd use that to guess the temperature Wait, aren't, aren't you guys the ones that tell the weather app what to put on there, though? Um, Not me personally. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you were a weatherman, that would kind of be... Actually, I don't know how it works too well, so never mind. So I think if you're, if you're a weatherman, you're doing one of two things. You're either delivering the weather to the people or you're deciding which numbers go on the weather app. So yeah. I guess I guess hypothetically, there is somebody that's like, basically walking outside i think they'll shoot like a weather balloon in the air and then they'll decide the weather from that wow that's dude that's wild that's a lot of science i remember in high school jamie she thought jack flood was my nickname for like a while she's like no way this is this kid's real name and as soon as she realized it was she was like okay you know you have to become a weatherman right it's like jack flood <laughs> you have no choice in the matter it's like you know i i think i have a little bit of choice in the matter i i don't think that's that's where we're going quite now. <laughs> but I have I have like eight other flood cousins. So, dude, I feel like one of us should have become like a weather person, but that didn't happen. So, dude, it's it's unfortunate, but wasn't wasn't the life I chose to live. I mean, there's still time and there's there's eight of you guys, you said, or there's nine of you guys would be. Yeah, um, yeah. So like a weather a weather team, I feel like you can make a really cool like storm tracking like dude awesome a family storm tracking team dude we're gonna get our like our own uh tlc show in no time dude i, I actually i had an idea for a nice like kind of reality show just 
uh, flood in the house. Just me and all the flood cousins just living under one roof. Like, that's already a stronger premise than, like, most reality TV shows. So I think we could get some income coming from that, dude. I don't know. What what do you think, Mike? You're more the entertainment side of things than me. Do you, you think know, there's think, legs on that idea? I think you got to you gotta flush it out a little more. I think there's something okay. there. Um, I think you have to you have to pitch it a little better. So you need your elevator yeah. pitch. Um, what's it going to bring to me? Like, why am I going to tune in? Dude, that's a good point. It, drama. We'll just have an excessive amount of drama, dude. Like, it'll basically be like a telenovela. Like, someone's, like, evil twin is going to show up, like, every episode and, like, burn a house down or something. Like, See, now that's a reality TV show premise right there. Uh, on the legal side, yeah. as long as we're not actually burning down houses, you are all set. Okay, there we go, Zach. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll Not either me. burn down fake houses or use fake die, fire die, on the houses. Have to burn down That's houses. perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there we go. Okay, this is fantastic. I've got my director here and my legal counsel in one place. This is a fantastic <laughs> trio. There we go. So, Mike Cerullo, are you qualified to be a director? I think Flood in the House might be hiring you. You know, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm qualified enough. Dude, okay, there we go. Zach, you're the closest thing we have to a lawyer, so you're on board, too. <laughs> I can figure it out. That's fine. I can figure it out. Dude, there we go. Just need someone to stand there in a suit and tie in front of the court when they're like, we're pretty sure they actually burnt a house down. You're like, you don't have proof, though, right? They're it's, like, yeah. it's okay. They didn't, they didn't mean it, and they didn't do it, so it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Exactly. And even if it's not real fire, like we can still call it reality TV. Reality TV just has the word real in it. It doesn't mean it has to be real. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Dude, we can even we can pronounce it a, di a little differently, like reality TV, to stress that it isn't real. Just kind Add of. An we'll, L. we'll make exactly. We'll make a whole new genre. Dude, I saw Focus an ad for Jersey Shore earlier today, and I usually hate that show, but I was kind of thinking. I think today's the day. I just spend the rest of the day after this podcast watching Jersey Shore. Feels like such a mood right now, and not sure why. You know, I've never watched a full episode of the Jersey Shore, but I do. I One of my former roommates lives on the Jersey Shore. So, like, he, like, would see the episodes filming growing up. Like, he oh, would walk Jesus. out and there'd be, like, the whole cast. Like, I, I can't. I don't know any of their names. Oh, I've geez, never seen dude, it. Go. Just Snooky screaming at Polly D again, I guess. That's <laughs> probably what every time he walked outside his door. It's probably just that. See, what what I imagine is, like, he can watch that show now and in some episodes somewhere there's a little version of him like in the background just chilling Dude, ex but, exactly yeah you know his his memory will last forever there but um does he does he sound as like italian as uh most of the jersey shore people definitely not which was surprising to me because he doesn't he sounds nothing like what i thought jersey sounded like um he is a fan of, I can't remember, Jersey's, like, he's a Jets. It's I'm a sports sure. team. I can't I, remember. I know less sports than anyone else on this podcast, so I don't know. Zach, can we check with you on this? <laughs> uh, are we talking football, hockey, basketball, baseball? <laughs> hockey. Hockey? Yeah, hockey's not my thing. He could be a Rangers fan. That's what he is. He's a Rangers fan. Got it. And... Got it. <laughs> That's the only problem. That's why I was like, I don't know if we could be roommates. Like, well, I guess more other people, but. Yeah. 
Rangers aren't great anyway. That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's wild. I feel like New Jersey just seems exciting to me. I think mostly just for Jersey Shore. But yeah, you know, they're giving us Italians a bad name, though, guys. Just the fake spray tans and just the screaming all the time. But can be sometimes realistic depending on the Italian family you're from. But I like to think we're better than that. <laughs> but I would like to hope we're better than that. Dude, I think so. I think Woburn's just a different breed in general. So, dude, we're, we're the best, best town in Massachusetts, without a doubt, dude. There, there's no question there. Dude, we have the best physics teacher, too. But did you have to take any sort of physics in college, too, or was Shukan your only taste of physics? Shukan was my only taste of physics. The only, like, I had to take, like, a core science class. Yeah. Which was a little bit of everything. So we had a little bit of physics in there, but it wasn't a lot. My professor's more of a, she was actually just doing her, she was in her doctorate for biology. So she focused a lot on biology. Oh, and yeah. then as for math, I was a calc tutor for a semester. And then I've already, I've tutored basic stats for three and a half years, I think. Oh, nice. I did so, so. Lots of math. Yeah, all I had to take was basic stats. I have a couple engineering friends, and they're like, I have to take Calc 15, and I was like, ooh, I, Calc 1, fine by me. That's all I can do. Yeah, dude, I got out of Calc 1 uh, because I took it uh, with Fowl in high school with uh, you, but then I had to take Calc 2 and Calc 3, and then Differential Equations plus Differential Equations Lab. You know it's yeah. bad when your math class has a lab associated a with lab. it. It's, yeah. It becomes kind of problematic. Then I also had another class called engineering math, which you think that would be math for all engineering majors. It was specifically for computer and electrical engineering majors, which just confused me so much. It's like, couldn't you have found like a better name for this? Like engine or engineering math or computer and electrical engineering math. I guess that's getting a little wordy, but I feel like the title should tell you everything you need to know about a class, but after like freshman year, I never had any idea what the heck I was taking based on the name of the class, which I think might be an engineering thing a little bit. You know, it's, you guys are yeah. speaking a completely different language from what I've known in the past few years. I haven't taken a math class. I haven't so taken nice. a science class where we've used numbers. I have taken like five or six science classes, but the most numbers that I've done is looking at is guessing the temperature. That's so you're not awesome. adding or subtracting anything. <laughs> Um, but I mean, as you were saying about the classes and having names that tell you pretty much everything, yeah. I've taken a class called plants and people, um, exactly what it is. I've taken oh, wow. food and nutrition, which is again, exactly what it is. Very straightforward, except they just cut out all the numbers. Dude, there we go. Dude, I wish my engineering classes cut out all the numbers. So that make it so much easier. I feel like I always get it in theory, but then once you're writing like the tenth equation, something gets lost in translation there for for a second, and then everything goes downhill. Oh, it was funny. I remember we did one project. It was like a class long assignment. He gave us a worksheet, and he's like, "We're gonna assume we have some sort of object that holds air. It's gonna be like this big." and there's this temperature outside and you have this much force on the object that is oval shaped like this and we're gonna and so he did the math out and at the very end of the class he looked at us and was like what did you just do what did you just prove 
And we were like, I, I don't know. And he goes, are you guys idiots? This is a football. Tom Brady's deflate gate was because of the weather. Because you just proved it. Like, high school students just proved that it was all weather. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I remember one time I stayed after class with him, like, or after school, because I wasn't really sure about one thing, uh, like an example in the textbook. So he wouldn't just tell me, like, how it worked. He he was walking me through it, because... Dude, that's a learning process, and I appreciate that. But basically, I was, I was like, had my fingers against a piece of paper, and he was like, "Okay, so what, what is touching what? What part of your hand is touching what part of the piece of paper?" And I was like, "Wait a sec, what? Like, what are you considering parts of a piece of paper? Like the front and the back? Are you considering the very thin sides, like the the sides too?" And he uh, said to me, "He's like." do you really not know what I mean when I say the part of a piece of paper? It's like, I don't think I do. Then uh, we, we kept at it for like 15, 20 minutes. And I finally realized he was talking about the atoms in my fingertips and the atoms on the piece of paper. And that's the reason when you like, if there's a piece of paper you're kind of holding and you like push it, it kind of goes away is because the electrons on the outside of the atoms in your fingertips repel the electrons in the piece of paper so that's why stuff moves away so we spent like 20 minutes getting there but i have never forgotten that sense because <laughs> there's such a long process involved uh, I, I miss his teaching style so much you know one of the things that i've never understood about physics yeah is why there are so many hypotheticals why like i feel like you get a problem you're given all these numbers that's cool and like you come up with an answer why can't instead of being given a problem where you're told like there's an object like this size and it's moving this fast, why can't you just do it? <laughs> you have to answer that way. Dude, that, that's a good point. It's like, okay, can I go outside real quick and just like drop this ball from like 10 feet in the air and just like tell you the answer? <laughs> yeah, I remember we had one lab in Shukan's class where we had to design like a ramp I don't know if the ramp was standard and you had to decide exactly where the ball was going to fall when it left the ramp or if you had to rearrange the ramp so that it fell in a certain spot. But one of the two things we had to do and your grade depended, I think, very much on where on the bullseye the um, the ball fell, which was the most terrifying lab I've ever had. Because I was like, okay, you know, we could have just put like, a wrong variable like somewhere and then we're just just gonna get a solid zero on this assignment somehow so it was i think it was me priya joe carp and jonathan we got it right on the bullseye dude i think we got like a hundred or something i was so happy i think that was probably the most stressful moment in that class i know there's another time i got a 70 on an exam and i was doing pretty good in the class besides that so i was slightly devastated and uh i still got an a for the semester and uh, when Shukan was showing me the grades, he was like, I didn't think you were going to recover from that, but you did. Good job. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Shukan. Thank you very much. So, dude, I, those are probably the most two stressful moments in high school physics. But yeah, high school physics was a trip, dude. I don't know if there were any more iconic classes. Oh, chemistry. Dude, I think <laughs> chemistry is where I met both you guys. We had like our little triangle going in that class, I think. That's, 
I'm not a fan of chemistry. I don't know if you guys left that class loving chemistry, but I don't think I did. Well, I think I left that class with a lot of funny stories um, where Michael was the butt of the joke <laughs> more often than not. So <laughs> yeah, I really can't argue with my chemistry experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, for example, like one yeah. of our best stories was the vet test. It was, what, it was like the first or second test exam. And she was like, does anyone have any questions? And Michael has like his list of like 27 <laughs> questions that he doesn't need. Yes, I have questions. She was ah, anyone but Michael. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to him right now. <laughs> and that yeah. held up for the rest of the year too. <laughs> yeah. My favorite coup in high school, or like, yeah. I'm going to say coup because that's kind of what it was, was our French class. Um, Zach, we had the craziest French class. Um, and I I do feel bad for how, how bad we rebelled in that class but I think it was just because it was the morning and just because like she pushed French too much yeah wait Mike can I dare say it was a French revolution <laughs> you could you could say that <laughs> there we go so how did you guys rebel I want to hear more details on this it was kind of <laughs> like it was every day it was something literally different every single day where like she'd give us a worksheet and we all just like either wouldn't do it or we wouldn't take it seriously. She'd be like, talk to the person next to you. And I I remember the first thing that I would probably say would be Trey we. And she hated that because it doesn't mean anything. It means very yes. <laughs> and That's we got fantastic. the whole, we got the whole class to do that for years. And like I still do it. Like someone will ask me a question that I don't want to answer. And that's my go-to. Like not always, but every Wait, once in a while. If they're I talking to you in English or in French? Either. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Mike, I don't think you've ever said Trey Wee to me, but I want you to start, please. Do I have to pay an extra fee for this? Do I need to like slip you like a couple dollars a month for like the Trey, Trey Wee platter? Not platter, but special. <laughs> now I wouldn't mind a couple dollars, but if you ask me the right questions, or the wrong questions, I'll totally answer with Trey Lee. <laughs> Dude, sounds good. I remember in my Spanish class, I think it was sophomore year, the teacher was having us playing a game uh, called Popcorn, where you just throw the ball around. But she was saying the name in Spanish, of course, Palomita. And she asked us if we knew what Palomita meant. And uh, Priya looked at her and said, Baby pigeon? Because Paloma is pigeon, and Ito Ida means little. So she's like, baby pigeon? She's like, no, it's popcorn. And she like completely would not like accept that it also meant baby pigeon. <laughs> Which now, dude, my favorite word to say in Spanish is baby pigeon. Just because I think if I forget everything else from Spanish class, I'm going to remember baby pigeon slash popcorn. Which is <laughs> kind of concerning that they're both the same word. Like I get this sometimes stuff that overlaps a little bit, but... Baby pigeon and popcorn should be in completely different categories. One of my other Spanish teachers would always call me Juanito, which basically means little John. And uh, I I don't know why she didn't call anyone else by like little, but uh, I, I got that a lot. So by the end of that class, it was like, freedom, I am no longer Juanito. And no one has called me Juanito since, thankfully. But you guys can call me Juanito if you want. I'll accept it from you, but not from a Spanish teacher. I guess you can also call me Little John if you want. It, 
No, that's probably not that one, though. It might not work as well. I don't know. When we were in French, we had to pick our French names. And yeah. so there's no French name for Zach. Zachary is not a French name. Like when we took yeah. Italian, it was Zacharia, which is Zachary in Italian, but there's no Z names in French. Oh, wow. So she would always pass out like this little handout. And so I remember our freshman year, we had a different teacher and she said, Zazu, Zazu, you are Zazu. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm Zazu, let's go. <laughs> and then we came in the second year and everyone kept their their French names and she gave us like the list we could choose. Zazu's at the bottom. I said, well, you know, you boys, Zazu, that's fine. Yeah. And she goes, Zach, that is a girl's name. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. Who cares? First of all, who cares? Second of all, like whatever, that's fine. Let me call by a girl's name. And then she argued with me and she was like, you can't have that because that's a girl's name, which in today's political climate, we could have some, we could have a fight. But um, I then brought in clips of the Lion King as the parrot of the bird in Lion King. His name is Sazu and he is a male. And she was like, she refused to accept it. She was like, I will let you have that name, but it is a girl's name. It's not, it's definitely not. Who cares anyway? Who cares? Dude, that's awesome. I love that you are fighting so hard for a girl's name, Zach. That's that's it's very impressive. Yeah, dude, that that's a great name. Dude, I, I wish I went by something like that. Juanito doesn't have the same ring to it. Zazu. Just you went to a room and you're like, hey dude, Zazu just came in the room. But it's like, oh, I guess Juanito Zazu. showed up again. <laughs> so, well, mine was uh Michelle. Okay, so. that was that is that both a guy's and a girl's name? Because I know in English it just sounds like Michelle. It's just emphasis on the L. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Dude, very nice. Dude, I feel like I should have taken French, but I feel like Spanish probably comes in a little more useful nowadays. <laughs> like Yeah, well see funny, my um yeah. my girlfriend went and studied abroad in France, so I went and visited her a couple times. French came in clutch. Dude, that's I don't awesome. even I I stood there and I had like a French TSA person like talking to me about immigration. And I was like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I had to take like a taxi and then I was speaking French. I was like, oh, all right, okay. Now That's I awesome. work in a kitchen with a bunch of uh, my, all my coworkers are Guatemalan citizens. They're all from Guatemala and they all speak fluent Spanish. So now I'm like trying to catch back up. I'm like, I don't know any Spanish. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I realized my Spanish was slacking a little bit, so I think I'm going to start watching telenovelas with the subtitles on just to, like, keep in the mindset. I've got a it's French... It's not friend. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably the best way I can, like, learn right now. All my all my friends at work, they're big into soccer, big soccer fans. Yeah. So we'll watch Spanish soccer. So, like, the announcers speak in Spanish, and so I'm, like, trying to pick up on some things. So now I can know sports commentary in Spanish. <laughs> and kitchen work in Spanish, but I got nothing else after that. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't think they ever taught us those vocab words in high school. No, they did so. not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably got, like, I think football meant, like, football or something, and I think that was about it. But, dude, I wish we learned... Actually, we learned a lot of, like, kind of house words, so, like, we probably... We learned, like, fork and spoon and stuff, so I guess we got a little bit of kitchen stuff in there, dude. But... The, that's awesome. I love that you're kind of just learning Spanish on the fly. Did you have to take it in like middle school or anything? Or have you always just been French? No, Mike and I took French for seven years. Oh, wow. In middle school and high school. So I'm better with French. I haven't taken a lick of Spanish at all until I got real life experience with 
people speaking fluent Spanish and not knowing any English. So <laughs> oh, wow, really throwing you in the deep end there. Curve. Dude, I think I took um, French a little bit in kindergarten. They like <laughs> there was some French TV show. They just like bring like the TV on like the rolly dolly or whatever it was. Bring it into the class. Just play some like French show for like a half hour. And I think in like third grade we had a little French too, and that was about it. So, so obviously I'm a fluent French speaker now. Just obviously. kidding. I don't know a single word except "tray we," I guess, or that's two words. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay. So if I oh, ever I... wake up and I'm just in France for some odd reason, I'll just "tray we" myself to success. Just be like, "tray we," where's the bus station? I'll just start everything with "tray we" and hope people start paying attention. That's pretty much what I did for uh, seven years of French. <laughs> dude, there we go. Yeah, dude, that's solid. Also, I think another perk of taking French is you got to have class with Bryce Welton. That was that was a big loss in taking Spanish. It's like I missed out on some quality Bryce Welton time. He was a big influence on the French Revolution. I will say <laughs> that. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, he's seems like he'd be a lot more behind the scenes, but in control. I think I think that's how Bryce works. Have you guys talked to him lately? (laughs) I haven't talked to him much. Um, I sent out a text uh, to a bunch of people, like the beginning of COVID, just to like check in. I think I sent it to you guys too. And right, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I know he's been super busy too, and like I've been super busy. And right, once everything like calms down, once a couple of years when we're like have jobs done with school, like we have like start. Hey what's up <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure when we don't have like 20 hours of homework a night constantly a couple of my really good friends are engineering majors at roger williams yeah and he literally we had practice at 6 a.m on wednesday morning and he texted me at 3 a.m and goes hey if my body allows me to wake up for 6 a.m practice i will be there but i just had to do all of this work they're working on a robot they're building a robot that has to do like certain tasks and he's like we just stopped and it's 3 a.m so if my body allows me i'll be at practice but if not i will not be there (laughs) dude that's wild i always think that's so impressive when kid can do like college sports and also be in engineering or Honestly, in any major, but especially engineering, because... No, especially. We have a big architecture program as well. So one of my roommates, one of my close roommates, he's an architecture major. He doesn't do sports, though. But he'll do two or three, like, all-nighters a week. Wow. That's that's crazy. Dude, I I built, like, a giant circuit, like, a couple weeks ago that, dude, it was probably, like, the size of a dinner plate. Like, it it was a very large circuit, and it probably took me, like, a week or two. And uh, just, it was so crazy. Like that took over my entire world for that entire two weeks. And like the thing too is um, you really either get it working or you don't. Like if there's a wire in the wrong place, nothing's going to work. And when you have like, I kid you not, I probably had like 50 to 100 different wires. So the first time I built the entire thing, just praying it would work. And it did not work at all. It very much did not function. It was very good at not functioning. And uh, I looked at it. I was like, you know, I should probably try to troubleshoot this. And then it's like, that would be the worst experience in my life. 
So I decided to just rip the entire thing apart and just start from scratch. And I built it a little nicer because the first time, like, I had all my, like, main, like, ICs, like, integrated circuit chips, like, in a row. So all the wires were kind of going on top of each other, which made it so gross. So I tried to build it out, like, horizontally the next time. I finally got it working, but it took, like, a million extra hours than it should have. So... Yeah, circuits are are fun time. Like it's so rewarding when it works, but it's like the worst thing ever when it doesn't. So nice love hate relationship with engineering. So, dude, we just hit the one hour mark. Or actually, one hour, one minute, and thirty four seconds, boys. So I think this is a fantastic episode of Floodlandia. I want to thank you guys <laughs> so much for coming. Oh yeah, I don't know. Thanks for having us. No problem. I forget if I told you it was called Floodlandia ahead of time, but. Dude, I... <laughs> that's a good one i like i like the title dude thank you i almost went with the floodcast but there's some uh socialist group that has a podcast called that already so i got the oh, floodcast man. taken from me but i think floodlandia is the superior one maybe we'll that's have a, a crossover one. with portlandia one day have like fred armistice or whatever his name is on here and just have a fantastic time so <laughs> so thank we'll you boys okay. well, thanks so much for having us no problem yeah. thank you for being here